Hi, Wigs. On this week's episode, I have some problems with Ocean's 8. Terry Crews proves all men aren't terrible, and then 50 Cent proves them wrong. Did I mention that I don't like Ocean's 8? We have a second opinion that will make you think twice about your work wife. You know what I do love? Hannah Gadsby and gay Austrian swans. And Beyonce continues to give us blessings we simply do not deserve. This is Wigs and Wise. You're a real bitch. You're a bitch. Cheers. I'm not about to start a conversation with a white man. Ava DuVernay, like... Wrinkle in time. I'm really, I have a feeling... I did a little burp, excuse me. Prince got in his limousine and tried to run over Michael Jackson, LaToya, and their mother. I'm not trying to take anything from Lady Bird. She became very involved in the dojo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she did. I should be a lawyer. There was a... You're too boring, and you need to fire your fucking stylist. Okay. Very first, Mr. Jeff. If we have to sit through Dunkirk, like, you can sit through Lady Bird. And I like Dunkirk, but yeah. Prince comes over with a big box, and he used to call Michael Jackson Camille. (laughs) I'm so apathetic to him. No, I guess I don't like him. So she made $4 million. That goes in the shell. Isn't isn't Quincy Jones bisexual? I'm sorry. It was Clive Davis. And the day Clive Davis has touched a vagina. Do you want um, me to do it again? Yeah, I want you to do it again. Okay. Listen to Lindsay scream. Oh my God, it's so pretty scary. good. Have you watched it again? I don't have time for that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but that is just the way that my body needs to work. So, mystery solved. Thanks, Thanks Grandpa. Grandpa. This is Wigs and Weiss. We're, we are talking. Are we yes, we're also we're also recording. Hi, Wigs. I'm Paul Kroos. I'm Lindsay Herbert Silverman, and we are together. We create, we make wigs, wigs and, and Weiss. Hiya. Cha. I haven't put on a wig in months, and I'm drinking a beer, but that's okay. And I'm drinking juice. Look at you, and look at me. We are living our best lives while we lie to you guys. We, we bend the truth. Yes. There's, There's a- always wigs and Weiss in our hearts. That's what it is. You know? Amen to that. Amen, sister. Um, how have you been, my love? I've been good. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit low energy because I slept like garbage last night. Just woke up at 3.30 with the, <gasps> what's going on with everything all the time? Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. And that little blue fairy is a deer, isn't she? She just oh my flutters God. in. She's like, she looks peaceful. Hello. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it got to the point that I had to get up. Out of bed. This was the third time I got up out of bed because I couldn't stop focusing on the fact that I had a pimple on my lip that I've had that won't go away. So I was like, I'm taking care of this and I got it. I did it. Uh, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> so I was up from like 3.30 to probably 5.36. Oh. It was a rough go of it. Popping a pimple on your lip. Yeah. Not that wasn't the only thing, but that was kind of like where all of the anxiety came to a head, um, metaphorically. It was the boulder in Raiders of the Lost Ark that initiated the rest of the two-hour sequence in your mind. Yes. So, um, but I'm good. Good. Hmm. Great. That's it. I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think um, you know it's been 
an interesting couple of weeks since we last talked to y'all. Things haven't gotten better, shockingly. They have not. And I'm not really going near that too much tonight. I'll just precursor that right now. But I will say the thing that's been maybe the most disturbing thing is I have seen more fucking electronic strollers on the road in the last two weeks. What's an electronic stroller? Not stroller. (laughs) That would be amazing. I'm like, (laughs) that baby just cruising (laughs) on the highway? An electric scooter. Oh. Those fucking, what they call birds. Yeah. They're everywhere. And I don't, I like, I want to try one, but I'm also really not sure that the system makes a whole lot of sense yet. I tried one in San Francisco. And? And I was afraid. Yes. um, But they are very fun. I'm sure they're fun, but they just seem to be very disposable. I mean, if you get hit by a car, you'll You'll die. die. And of course, when you sign up for the app, you sign everything away. My question is... What if you are done with your scooter uh-huh. and you park it in front of wherever you have landed and somebody walks up behind you and picks your stroller up and throws it into the road? Scooter. What did I say? Stroller again? Stroller again. again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if, so th- is it on you because you used it last? No. How you, do they know? You, you log out. Like you stop using it. But how do they know that you are done with it and that that, that wasn't you that you picked? Because you're the last person that touched it. How do they know that like... It's been damaged that you're not the person that's responsible for that damage. I don't know. Just a little something that makes me worried about them. But anyway, they're everywhere. I almost rode over like a bunch of those little babies and electronic strollers. (laughs) (laughs) That is the next thing. Electronic strollers. You just stick your baby in an electric (laughs) stroller and it just like zooms around town. That baby has the best day. Look that shit up to ways. That baby's going to take care by herself. Oh, my baby will be here in like 10 minutes. Can we hold (laughs) off on dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So yeah, that's my really only, uh, the only other housekeeping I would like to say is we don't have time to talk about Drag Race tonight. Unfortunately, you guys, we're leading into the finale this week. It's epic. It's legendary. But I do want to clean up one thing that I said in our last Boner Alert, okay. which was post-reunion, I feel really bad about saying the shit I said about Dusty Ray. Because Aww. Dusty Ray like like stabbed me in the heart yeah. with his story, and like I feel terrible for saying that. He is a true queen with a real heart, and the booger is um, Kardashian. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she probably has a story too, but there always has to be a booger. Yeah. So I'm going to give booger to Carpet. Okay. I think that's fair. And that's my only housekeeping. Okay. Um, I do not have a dirty Fallon joke this week. And I'm that's actually okay. thinking a little more about the dirty Fallon joke in the future. I set out with that uh-huh. to find a way to take the starch out of some of the shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. And the starch out of the shit. Yeah. like and, and just make it be like, this isn't something I want to talk about, but I mm-hmm. want to address it. And then I think by adding the dirtiness to it, I sort of mixed the, the metaphor metaphors. a little bit. Yeah. And it, it's become unfun for me. So okay. I may come back. I may retool it in the future. We can just put her in the retirement bin with, with you're the problem. And and she'll come back in a different way. Exactly. She'll mm. get a new On wig. On Gossamer wig, yeah. wigs. <laughs> Are Gossamer wigs a thing? I don't know what... Go- what is gossamer? Gossamer wings, I think, is like the stuff that grows oh. on butterfly wings. Gossamer. Like on okay. gossamer wings. So gossamer wigs, I better like... I would I would fabulous. rock that for sure. Mariah Carey would love it. Yeah, she would. Um, do you want to pop your cork? I would love to pop my cork. Your cork. It sounds like you want to start. Yes, girl. Well, why don't you? So I, uh, I was trying to avoid a lot of the, the garbage fire, dumpster fire that's happening right now. 
Just going to put a shout out out there to uh, the Supreme Court justice who's retiring. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is probably so mad right now. And I feel for you, girl, because I know you want to retire and I know why you're not. Anyway, uh, moving on. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. I have some bones to pick with a little something y'all might have heard of called Ocean's 8. So uh, I thought this was going to be another week of light corks for me, but then I remembered I have a lot to unpack with this. Uh, my expectations were. I like that. Like t- popping corks about Ocean's Eight will not be light, folks. This no, is going this to is be. some heavy shit. <laughs> this is some heavy shit. Um, so I saw it with Paul and our friend Vanessa, and we went in with our expectations being very low. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that is saying something because we were super stoked about the trailer. Yeah, but we lowered them when we saw that it was sixty something percent. Yes, and you know, even at sixty something percent, I was like, but you know what? I can enjoy a light. Caper, excuse me, the burps have started. Even if it doesn't make much sense, I'll enjoy it as long as it's just like some funny chicks doing funny things. Guess what? It's none of those things. <laughs> um, I just want to do a quick character breakdown of um, the personalities that each person, each character has. Helena Bonham Carter is in debt. Sandra Bullock is the sister of a guy in the better movies. Kate Blanchett <laughs> rides motorcycles. <laughs> Aquafina is the closest thing to a character, but she she's a pickpocket. Uh-huh. The only reason Aquafina has anything resembling a character is because her personality is so large. Yeah. Sarah Paulson, no fucking idea what she does. She's she a has mom. A, she's a mom with stuff in her garage. Yeah. Eight ball, nine ball, she smokes weed and has a sister. Anne Hathaway is not quite as dumb as she seems. And Mindy Kaling completely forgot she was in the movie. <laughs> I, I kept counting. I was like, that's not eight. <laughs> that's not eight. Who's the last one? And then I look up the poster and I'm just like, oh, yeah, she was in it. But you wouldn't know it because the only thing that was her character type was jeweler. Mm-hmm. Jeweler. And mom is annoying. Yes. Jeweler, jeweler annoying, annoying mom. Which are all things we knew from the trailer. So we're not spoiling anything right no. now. No. I hated the movie. Um, I don't think that... You, the only reason that I think that people should go see it is because it is a is a woman-led movie. It was written by... Co-written, co-written by... She is just having juice. <laughs> I am just having juice. I'm very tired. Uh, by a woman. I would which, like to know how much she was involved in this script. I agree. Because Gary um, Ross seems to have his old white hand fingerprints all over this. All over it. All over it. Um, but we'll get to that. Okay. Anyway, that's my that's my first pop cork. All right. So just you started with characters and you're going to come back to Oceans. Mm-hmm. And let's just say maybe to be clear, when you are going to spoil something, just a throwing out the spoiler alert. Really, I don't spoil okay. much. You, well, I'll, we'll, we'll clarify in post sure. if we need to. Sure. Um, I am going to start off with actually, I've never, this is unprecedented, but I need to start with a wig to get to my cork. Okay. So, I feel you. Um, my first wig of the evening is going out to Terry Crews. Love him. Um, I don't know if you saw this week, but Terry Crews appeared in front of Senate um, to testify about his own story of sexual assault and to advocate for the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights. Um, the uh, I'll talk a little about the Bill of Rights in a moment, but he essentially wanted to, in his words, come forward with my own experience and reflect on the cult of toxic masculinity. Yes, girl. That exists in our society. Those are Terry's words. Um, he talks about how his father abused his mother and at that time how all he wanted to do was protect her. And in doing so, he 
said that he swore he would never be like his father and yet at the same time believed to his core that as a man, I was more valuable in this world. These were the beliefs that he had in the past. He said he often cut women short of sharing personal details of their lives so that they would seem less human, less real. As a man, I was taught my entire life that I must control the world. Like already, this is these are his statements. Holy this is shit. a you know a big time actor, a very like an actor who builds his whole career about being a man and, and being masculine. And used to be a professional football player. And he is just outright talking about toxic toxic masculinity from his own perspective. And I just find that to be so brave and so amazing. Um, and then when he talks about the assault, he says then in 2016, while at a party with my wife, I was sexually assaulted by a successful Hollywood agent. The assault lasted only minutes, but what he was effectively telling me while he held my genitals in his hand was that he held the power, that he was in control. This is how toxic masculinity permeates culture. Um, the man, by the way, I do want to remind everybody of his name. His name is Adam Venet or Venet, and he works at William, Moore Ende- William Morris Endeavor, and he has still. still not been fired from his position. But I just want to make sure that's very clear. Adam Venet, still working. Anyway, uh, he also finishes by saying, as I shared my story, I was told over and over that this was not abuse. This was just a joke. This was just horseplay. But I can say one man's horseplay is another man's humiliation. Why? Why? Should anyone ever grab somebody else's genitals for an extended period of time or at all? It's the same. It's locker room talk to certain insane. It makes no sense. Brains that have grown up in the way that he is telling us right now is part of how we are taught, how we are grown as men is to look at certain things like grabbing a boob or grabbing a penis as funny and like not an assault. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? I just grabbed your private parts. Yeah. Um, And he says, and I chose to tell my story and share my experience to stand in solidarity with millions of other survivors around the world. And that's just a portion of what he said, but it's a beautiful, brave statement, incredibly eloquent and sums up so much of what the fundamental problem is here. Um, he pressed Senate to pass the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights, which, to be clear, would codify certain rights for people reporting assault, like having rape kits preserved and forensic testing subsidized in all 50 states. Yes. And while this would be incredible in any day and age, the fact that he's doing it now in this political climate is extraordinary. Yes. And he is a hero who should be celebrated by anyone with even a lick of compassion, which will bring me to my cork. After you. All right. So back to Ocean's 8. I left the movie angry and um, thinking that it was only written by What's-His-Butt. But then upon doing a little Googling today, I realized that it was co-written by Olivia Milch, who... Uh, has also also wrote and directed the movie Dude that's on Netflix, which I haven't watched yet, so I don't I know. I haven't heard of that. I don't know her, you know, her abilities. It's amazing that she co-wrote this movie. But just because she's a woman doesn't mean I shouldn't say that I didn't enjoy it. So I'm going to go ahead and continue saying how much Please I didn't do. like it. <laughs> um, I came upon an interview on Bustle with her. Uh-oh. And it says, why Ocean's 8 writer Olivia Milch isn't interested in female characters driven by quote unquote damage. I was baffled by this. On one hand, because in the society that we live in, as women, we are in the same way that Terry said so eloquently, taught to feel... Second nature and second, not second nature, nature, but like second rate and not as valid. And because of that, 
I don't really know any women that aren't damaged in some way, shape, or form. She said that she didn't want them to lead with damage because she wanted it to um, be strong. Uh, Strong female characters are damaged and driven by revenge, so she wanted to steer clear of that in the movie. They're doing this heist because they're good at it, and it's fun, not because they were jilted or damaged in the past. And to me... I think it's a disservice to all women to say, you're not as fun to watch if you put your shit out there. You're not as good if you're a flawed character. You're not as, you're not as, this movie's not going to do well if, if you do it because some dude fucked you over. And then on top of that, Sandra character, Sandra Bullock's character was was driven because an ex-boyfriend was the one that sent her to jail. But that's completely brushed over, you know, like, and because these women aren't driven by anything, they don't have any motivation, which means they're super boring to watch. Yep. And if you're not going to make them damaged, then give them something. Something else. Anything else. They had nothing. Yeah. They had nothing. So they... There's something weirdly sexist about it in the sense that like, a lot, the, the hinge of Ocean's Eleven is mm-hmm. revenge. Yes. It starts with revenge. Absolutely. Why are men allowed to feel that? And because now, women shouldn't be mad. Women shouldn't be driven by... I feel like she's saying it from a perspective of being like, I want to create more layered versions of like these women where they can be motivated by eight different things because sure. there's eight of them, but you've got to give them something. They weren't motivated in any... She was like, they're just doing it because they like to do it. And what's That's weird is now enough. that you say that, I remember Sandra just being like, I just want to do it. It's just fun. And that is such a weird thing. Like, And it brings me to, and I don't want to step on any of your other points that are coming up, so stop me if I do. But I realized, and speaking to a good friend of mine last night who saw the film and didn't hate it nearly as much as I did, that he was just like, it was just fun to watch these like women being themselves and like having a good time. And he recognized that it wasn't well directed or well written, and I don't, I don't agree there at mm-hmm. all because I, on one hand, am like, could you just tell us the gist of the story? They're they're very talented women. I'm sure they could stand up there and do the cha cha and like bake brownies and play darts, and we'd be entertained because they are brilliant actresses. Right. But they deserve great material mm-hmm. because they are such good actresses. The gist of the story, Rose. And I'm sorry, this movie was not called. Eight Ladies on a Heist. It was called Ocean's Eight. So if we're going to tether it to the franchise, which in my opinion, at least Ocean's Eleven, is an extremely entertaining standalone film, those standards are that high. And And to me, this was just a phoned-in heist movie. It was like, boop, boop, boop. That's me patting a woman on the head and just being like, well, you wouldn't be able to catch all the nuances of every character having to drive. So we're just going to put it pretty dresses out there and, you know, say that they have this complicated thing, but we don't actually know what's going on. And... And maybe this is where you're going later, but the complications that these women have to endure, air quotes, right. in this film are insulting. Yes. they. This is where I will remove, I will not be spoiling anything right now, but suffice it to say that the challenges faced by George and his crew in Ocean's Eleven take five to ten minutes to resolve. Uh-huh. We would be lucky if it took them 30 seconds in Ocean's Eight to solve any of the complications that came up. Uh-huh. And I think that says a hell of a lot about about what Gary thinks about what women can solve. Yes. Agreed. That's all. So that's my second point. Okay. Um, Let's go back to Terry then. Okay. So we all love Terry, clearly. 
Fabulous. Mm-hmm. You know who had to open his big fucking mouth? Curtis 50 Cent, whatever the fuck his last <laughs> he name sure is. sure did. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I saw the headline. I didn't read what he actually said. So 50, 50, good old 50, who hasn't had a hit, by the way, since 2001. Let's remind everybody. Why are we still listening to 50 still, Cent? Fucking Lil' Kim has countless number one hits, and we still talk about her when she pops up. Oh, Lil' Kim's out again? Yeah, fuck off. Lil' Kim has a fucking enough songs to be wherever she wants to be if 50 Cent can still be writing the coattails of one, one good song. song. He writes the coattails of one song and being shot several times. That too. Um, so he went on Instagram and decided to post a photo of Terry Crews shirtless with the words, I got raped. My wife just watched. And then another photo of Terry with a rose in his mouth that says gym time. What? So that's what the post looks like. A picture of him shirtless. I got raped. My wife just watched. And then a rose in his mouth, and it says gym time. I don't know what any of that means. Nobody does. This is like the mind of a fucking like, person that probably was just like, ah, it's going to be funny. Me and my boys are stoned, and we're just going to like put two pictures together and post it and not think about it. The caption has the big eyes. LOL. What the fuck is going on out here, man? Terry, I froze in fear. Laughing face. They would have had to take me to jail. Get the strap. So... It doesn't make any fucking sense no. in any way, shape, or form. No. But we can sort we can of gleam <laughs> that he's insulting Terry for his statement that we find beautiful. Right. Um, Terry came out, and let's just talk about how he responded. He said, I love 50 Cent. I listen to his music while I'm working out. And then they pressed him on it, and he said, I prove that size doesn't matter when it comes to sexual assault. <gasps> fucking mic drop. <sighs> perfection. Thank you very much. Love him. Your class act. Um, it is appalling on every level that 50 Cent still gets to speak <laughs> and, and share his opinions and that it makes news. And I hate when we have to talk right. about things that like I don't want to uh, continue the conversation about what he said. But I do want to reference one moment in history that happened back in August of 2016. Okay. Because I find it very relevant in the context Many of all this. Many moons ago. 50 Cent's dick was on TV. I don't what? know if you're familiar with his show Power, but oh. there was a big scandal. Scandalo. Scandalo. Where his penis was part of a scene that he was engaging in sexual intercourse. And okay. he, he pulled it out and it is terrifying. Just giant. <laughs> There's a screen grab of it that I saw. It's like, it's really upsetting. It's really big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, they, and Twitter exploded. Everyone was like, was that 50 Cent's dick? Because I think it was, and I don't think I ever needed to see 50 Cent's dick. And 50 Cent at the time responded, and he said, and this is referencing Courtney Kemp, who is the showrunner of the show. Man, I just saw episode four of Power. Courtney, I'ma kill you. This is not funny. I think I just saw my eggplant emoji in a scene. What the fuck, Courtney? Call my phone now. Courtney responds, 50 Cent must lie because you knew what we were shooting during 404. Yeah, that's your eggplant. You signed the waiver like everybody else. <laughs> so Courtney's like, Girl, shut bye. up. But I read that comment and that's not playful. No. And you also just threatened a woman with her life on yes. Instagram because your penis was on television and you oh. shot the scene. Oh, aren't we fragile? And suddenly, aren't we fragile? suddenly you're very sensitive to consent so and saying that yeah, you did not consent right. to this. So let's roll the tape back for a second and talk about 
and reference your assessment of Mr. Cruz and his statement on things. Doesn't it seem to be... In the same vein, Fitty? Definitely in the same wheelhouse. In the same dick vein? Uh Uh-huh. Except one was covered and wanted to be left alone, and the other just wanted to be on TV. Apparently. So shut the fuck up, Fitty. And I want to say to the people that are still out there thinking that he's funny because he's shady to Vivica, and he likes to, like... He threw shade at Rob Kardashian and Andy Cohen, of all people, brings him on Watch What Happens every really? so often. Yeah, to do the thing. Let's beg a call to arms. Let's be done with 50 Cent. Can we? Can, can, we, we, can we be done with can him, we everybody? Cancel his account. Let's be better. Yeah. Okay. Delete his account. Yeah. <laughs> cancel his account. Same fucking thing, I guess. <laughs> it's delete, I think. Yeah. yeah. So back to Ocean's 8. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the same interview, Oh, Miss uh, Ms. Olivia Milch said that she didn't want the movie to just be about women working together. She also wanted them to be living together and bonding. And she referenced the scene where Aquafina teaches no, Mindy Kaling. She didn't. To use Tinder. Now we're going to spoil something. So buckle up. Describe this scene to the audience that might not have seen it yet. They're standing in the kitchen for no apparent reason. Nope. And Aquafina, not even in a funny way, nope. not in a proprietary way, nope. is just explaining how you swipe in Tinder. Now, because what year is it again? I think it's 2007. Yeah, that's right. It's 2007. Okay, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I would venture to guess that my 90 year old grandfather could say, Tinder's the one you swipe in, right? Yes, because he would send it to you in a magazine subscription. He would exactly. say, This is the latest thing, Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> I made your dad a Jewish <laughs> grandfather for some reason. Um, so to say that they, they're, they're not just working together, they're also living together and they're bonding. And then reference that, that scene, scene where it would be like an awkward subway conversation between two women in 2007. You, you know that women talk about more than dating apps. Tinder. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like make more jokes about the heist. How yeah. about that? How about that? How about like, hey, the necklace isn't as cute as I thought it was. Like, do you like do now you we think see that like this is okay? Yeah. 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 Be create a Tinder joke. A Tinder joke. And that's how they're showing that they bond. And shouldn't these people have a history together anyway? I don't remember in the first movie. They, they not. did not in the first. And you mean in Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. No, they kind of like came together. The first three. And I'm all for that. Like, give them something. But sure. Not Tinder. No. Not in 2018. Okay, they're brand new friends. Or not they learning probably Tinder. probably have different things to talk about. Assume that we as an audience also know what Tinder is at this point and make a joke about some of the guys that are on Tinder. Something. But anything. Not other how than, to use yeah, Tinder. If you swipe left, it's whatever if you swipe what right it's whatever it's called tinder it's been around since 2007 <laughs> it's not even oh anyway that was my other one okay is, are we is this oceans are we sealing oceans here no okay Surprise! Good. All right. um so i have some movie trouble as well mm-hmm. and I, as Lindsay mentioned we saw oceans together and this paired with jurassic world fallen kingdom Makes me just think I might not be meant for studio films anymore. I mean, I feel and like you know what? That's, that's okay. okay. Um, Jurassic World. I'm going to give you the real quick review. It's a remake of The Lost World, and the second half of the movie takes place in a house. Oh no! With dinosaurs running around a house because you know how dinosaurs 
stay contained in a house. I was going to say, a house can definitely contain dinosaurs. It's a big house, but a lot of the action is inside a house. So I did my best amidst being in a D-box seat to sleep for a good portion of the movie where like a scene would start and I was like, these dinosaurs are going to go out for about five minutes. I'm just going to close my eyes for a little bit. It's not for me anymore. Wow. These movies aren't for me. I don't think they're necessarily for anybody, but I think people of a younger age can settle in a little more and just be moved by the action sequences and everything like that. But there's so much committee involved in making this movie a hit that I really think it's sort of just a melange now of 15 different movies and it's boring. It's tired. It shouldn't be a thing that I should be looking at anymore being like, I'm going to get anything satisfying from this. That's on me now. And there is so much entertainment out there. That's for me. Like I'm super excited about the Drew Drogi special that's going to be on Broadway.com. That oh, I, heard I didn't realize. Yeah, he's doing that's his very exciting. He's doing his one man show, and it's going to be on. And now I'm going to subscribe to Broadway.com because I'm like, well, that's yes, going to be a boatload of content. Up. That's for me. Hey, you know what? That's great. There's plenty of people that are still really excited about the Avengers, Star Wars, sure. Ant Man versus the Wasp. And I am happy for you. But for me, Jurassic World is a... You're canceling your account. <laughs> Diarrhea. I, uh, Donnie told me that it was like... He, his review is it felt like a... It was trying to be a scary movie instead of like a dinosaur romp, essentially. Yeah. Well, the director has done some gothic horror before, and you can see the touches of that mm-hmm. in this. Which I would is have fine. been down with that. Yeah. It didn't achieve that for me on that level Boo. either. Bummer Boo. rummer. Bummer rummer McDrummer. And uh, it's going to make a more bazillion dollars. Of course. So it actually will- made like 70 million less, at least opening weekend, than I think Jurassic World did. Okay. So it's not. As, it's petering out. It's, it's already like kind of, I think it's going to be. Yeah. But even like you see how Solo did in the Star Wars franchise, Disney oh, came out and said that we are going to be reconsidering our Star Wars uh, ancillary plan. Where they really? Were, yeah. They, they, had like a, they had a Star Wars movie coming out every year, I yes. think, for the next 10 or 15 years. Which is too much. I mean. It loses its novelty. And I'm actually happy now that like we're assessing that these movies, like we don't need this many Star no. Wars movies. You want it to be an event. You want it yes. to be where... The the diehard fans are lining around the theater and, uh, you know, LARPing. Um, What's LARPing? Live action role play. <laughs> um, but that's also the problem right now is these fans are fucking lunatics too. Do you see that proposal going around that they're raising money to remake The Last Jedi? Because we don't have anything else better to do with our time. Jesus. People are raising money to remake The Last Jedi. Throw me off a balcony. I can't live in this world anymore. I just imagine, you know... Um, on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where G- DJ Jazzy Jeff would be thrown out of the house. That's me. Yeah. If the house is current <laughs> cinema, throw me the fuck out of it. I am more than happy to leave. Yeah. You don't have to throw me out. I'll actually leave. I'll, I'm packed. Yeah. You can be like Sarah Huckabee my- Sanders out of the red head. <laughs> I was going to talk about her. Okay, sorry, your turn. Just scoot right out of there. Um, so back to Ocean's 8. <laughs> Listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. <laughs> um, this is my last one. But why aren't we talking about the fact that the the person that pulled off the biggest part of their heist... Hey, Wigs, pardon the interruption. Lindsay miraculously made it through three segments about Ocean's 8 without spoiling anything. 
until now. So if, despite all her uh, and my hesitations, you still do want to see Ocean's 8, go ahead and skip ahead two minutes and 15 seconds. That's nine times on the 15-second button, and you'll be good as gold. Enjoy. Spoiler alert. Was from was a man from the first movie. Well, from the first remake. The oh. The guy, the the guy that's climbing all over the place, and yeah, we have to. I mean, okay, so let's. I'm gonna go back and say Lindsay spoils a moment. Well, of I said this. spoiler alert. Yeah, but like this is a big spoiler. So the the big twist. <laughs> that's what's so stupid. I'm fully aware right now that it doesn't matter, but it might matter. Sure, to some guys, it shouldn't. The big twist is that they weren't going after the one necklace. They were going after all the necklaces. Ooh. But for whatever reason, they kept everybody else in the dark. All the women that were working on this heist with them, they kept in the dark. It was a big secret because apparently women can't keep secrets. <laughs> and they hired a dude. That's a really good point. To That's- pull it off. <laughs> why isn't everybody just like, wait, why, why is, what's he doing here? You couldn't, you couldn't give all the women without characters one like added facet where they can climb around something and steal other jewelry. You can't do that. Or couldn't we have just found a woman to be like, there was another, you couldn't call it oceans nine. No, they can't call it oceans nine because I think they're going to do eight, nine and 10. I know they're, that's exactly what's going to happen, but come on. Come on. A dude pulled off the big heist. Well, also because like Sarah Paulson had no role. So Sarah Paulson just should have had, should, should have been double jointed and then we're fine. Yes. Sarah Paulson that ended up being clip. like the intern starring Robert De Niro, but the Met Gala. <laughs> and then she, she like 3D prints, 3D prints stuff. It made no <laughs> sense. And also she had blenders in her garage. It was like, you know what? We, we have, there's three more things in the script that someone has to do. Do we have like all right? Make her a mom. Make her a mom that goes to Costco too much. And she says, "Honey, I can't. Mommy's gotta go away." (laughs) What? Bad. Bad. The dude pulled off the heist, and none of the women could know about it. No. Just stay away from the bathroom. Boo. Boo. Anyway, Anyway. that's that's my oceans eight and what four acts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I have one last thing to say about Floyd Mayweather. Oh, please. So he posted on Instagram a picture of his new watch. His new watch is called the Billionaire Watch. Um, And he commented on it by saying, if you don't know about it, Google Billionaire Watch. (laughs) Thanks, Floyd. (laughs) You can't read. Wait, I don't even discuss how good that is. The line is, this is my new timepiece. It's called the Billionaire Watch, in quotes. If you don't know about it, Google Billionaire Watch. Thank you. Is that how Google works, Floyd? That's what you do? That's Girl. what Google is? I thought it was a blender. Oh. Um, uh, the thing with the Billionaire Watch is that it costs $18 million. That's stupid. That's and the stupidest thing I've ever the heard. The funniest thing about this comment is that he continues to say, I bought this watch from the best jeweler in the world, hands down, Tadashi1980. He has better prices than any other jeweler that I've ever done business business with. And trust me, I've bought jewelry from Wait. every jeweler in New York City, Vegas, L.A., Detroit, Houston, and Miami. From here on out, I'm only buying from Tadashi1980. He has the best prices because it was $18 million. Like You can say whatever you want. He's got the best layouts, the best diamonds. But the best, prices... His prices don't seem to be that great. Unless he's just saying, 
I want to spend as much money as possible all the time. And that just might be where his head is at. And thank you for that because I just want to drop into this that in April, um, the mayor from Lansing, Michigan, did an interview uh, with CNBC. His name is Virgil, Virgil Bernero. And he said that there in Lansing about 12 years ago, they got ahead of a lead pipe water crisis that would have been as bad as Flint had they not gotten in front of it. And they spent $42 million to remove 14,000 lead water service lines. And he has partnered up now with current Flint mayor, Karen Weaver, to, to uh, propose a uh, lead pipe replacement plan in Flint where they think it can be done in a year with about 30 crews and $55 million. Okay. Floyd spent $18 million on, on a, watch. a watch. And I'm not about to tell people how to spend their money. But, <laughs> Floyd, maybe you could have done without that watch. And maybe you could have paid for half of the fee, a little less than half, for Flint to get their water back. Maybe. maybe? Let's just leave it at that. I'm not going to insinuate anything else other than Maybe? maybe? <laughs> I don't know. But enjoy your watch. <laughs> he probably doesn't know how to tell time. Wait, the little hand is the minute, right? No. Oh. oh. Why is that other one going so fast? If Sorry. you guys want to know how to tell time, Google. Google it. How to tell time. <laughs> oh, Floyd. Yeah. Um, so I don't really need to say any of my other pop quirks. Don't watch Westworld. It's bad. <laughs> uh, the Staircase has three new episodes. If you haven't seen it, it's very engaging. But then get on that Reddit because you will see some things. That's it. Um, I just want to say real quick about the Sarah Sanders incident at the Red Hen in <laughs> Lexington, Virginia. To the Red Hen, I say... Yes, yes, God. Toss her out. Who the fuck cares? Uh, but my favorite aspect of all this is that... Trump tweeted about it. Of course he did. The Red Hen restaurant should focus more on cleaning its filthy canopies, doors, and windows. Stop for a moment right there and acknowledge the fact that Trump knows what a canopy is. Uh, thank you. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to give him that one. Parentheses. Badly needs a paint job. Ooh. Ooh. Rather than refusing to serve a fine person like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, I always had a rule. If a restaurant is dirty on the outside, it is Dirty on the inside. Is that your rule when oh. you eat McDonald's every fucking afternoon? You got a rule, buddy? You think if a Westerwan's dirty, you're not going to eat there? I'm going to call bullshit on yeah. that. Your stomach is the inside of a fucking, like, cesspool. Seriously. There's no way that you judge a restaurant by its cover. No. Girl. Girl. You, you will eat a hamburger off the street. Oh. And you will love it. As long as it's really well done and there's ketchup. Oh, gross. That's all. Bitch. He's a disgusting human. Yeah. Um, well, so we are uh, going to do a second opinion this I week, love it. I'm guys. so excited. Um, it's not a first opinion. It's a second opinion. I'm going to need you, my dear. Yes, my dear. To listen to some of these head learns from Ask Amy. And I you love tell me. some Ask and you, and you tell Murr what you'd like to nur. <laughs> Occur. 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 Um, oof, that first one is rough. This one. Spoiler alert. I'm not even going to read it because it's a real bummer. Oh, okay. Um, we can read it later. These are very dark, actually. They, See, guys, ooh, we don't... Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, okay, okay. 
Vegas wedding leads to a work email feud. Oh, yes, please. Uh, Adult hopes to confront mother. No, these are all like abuse. Oh, God. Girlfriend's solo escapade bothers boyfriend. That could be good. That could be good. Um, Overseas lover pressures woman for quick marriage. Mm. And Don't do it. (laughs) These two. I don't know what these mean, but one of them is not funny because it's sad, but alcoholic friends should abstain from camping. (laughs) Okay, we could probably all agree on that. (laughs) And then girl pressed for nude photos should wear a t-shirt instead. So of those, you want me to read through them again? (laughs) I want the Vegas one. You want the Vegas one? I thought you might like that. Okay, here we go. This is from June 23rd. Amy was asked... A work friend was getting married, and she decided to have her wedding in Las Vegas. Good for her. I was not able to attend, but I made her bridal veil and participated in a group gift from work friends. Afterward, she sent a group email at work thanking all of her, quote, true friends Uh that, quote, bothered to come to the wedding. Uh Uh-oh. I received no thank you for making the veil. I am hurt and feel like confronting her, but I'm not sure what to do. I feel like we're going to have very different answers here for this, but you start. Ah, that's a tough one, actually. So was she on the email thanking everybody? She sent a group email at work. Um, it doesn't say that if she, I would assume that she, she was, was on it. it. Um, but there's, that's a very good question. She might not have been. And if she wasn't, it would change the answer here. Okay, so let's operate under the assumption that she, she was, was on it. Yeah. I think she should simply, because obviously she thinks of this person as a friend. Like, not all, you can't always go to out of town weddings. So I think she should just say, you know, approach her and say, you know, I hope you weren't insinuating in your email that I'm not a true friend because I really wanted to be there. I just couldn't swing it for X, Y, and Z. But, I did make your veil, um, so if you don't feel like I'm holding up my end as friends, I'd like to talk about it, or if I'm just reading too much into it, forget we ever said this, and see what she says. Wow. See, yeah, I originally thought we'd have different answers because I believe you right now, Mm -hmm. but I think that if you had a beer right now, you would probably be saying very different things, because here's what I'm going to tell this bitch. Okay. Bitch, you come to work, and this is where you find your friends? Then that's your problem, not mine. You need to find a new life if you cannot handle the fact that I, your work friend, made your veil and I am not a true friend. Why don't you tell your friends outside of this office right now? Oh, that's right. You don't fucking have any. Well, that's probably very telling, too. Let's see what Ask Amy says. (laughs) I hope Ask Amy says exactly what you just said verbatim. You are right and the bride is wrong. Wedding etiquette and general decency states that the bride and groom should send a thank you note for any gift they receive. That includes a veil. However, I don't think you should hold your breath for a thank you. In terms of confronting her, you may have to stand in line behind other colleagues who want to react to her rudeness. Her choice to be passive aggressively her choice to passive aggressively email her coworkers, presumably through your work email system, oh. about an out of town non work event is a poor one, and this could end up damaging her. Think about it. You considered her a friend, and you would like to confront her about her behavior. Imagine how other office folks felt about receiving this email. People who weren't on the best terms with her before this hit their inbox, some of whom some of whom may control her daily workload. Ooh, Amy's like Louise. Or people who did not go to her wedding, who have now been roped into an email argument they wanted no part of and are now busy deleting all their cute wedding pics from social media. 
Perhaps your HR representative saw this email and would like to give this no longer Amy's blushing bride a gentle pissed. reminder about your office code of conduct. We're actually kind of like, yeah. Amy and I, like, I get that you're hurt, but that, but don't make the same mistake your colleague made and play this out at work. That's you. Instead, downgrade this relationship from work friendship to civil coworker and remember this feeling. Use it as a reminder to express your thanks in writing to others quickly and appropriately in the future. All right. You know what? I feel like this is a teachable moment for me Yeah. because I've put up with a lot of people's bullshit and tiptoed around it. And Amy's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Oh, I'm sorry, girl. Okay. We don't have to be friends. Not at work. Yeah. This would be a whole other story if this was a friend that you went to college with. Sure. And you skipped out. But even so, fuck that. No, even so, I'd still be like, well, fuck this shit. But at work, no less. Yeah. No, 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 no. Do not feel anything, yeah. jilted friend. I mean, she made her veil. That's a lot. That is a weird ask, too. Can you make my veil? Right. <laughs> You're not going, but I need a veil. Will you make it? Um, well, shall we get to our vegs? Let's flip our vig. It's time to flip your wig. All right. Would you like to start? Sure. This is a sweet one. Um, I saw Incredibles 2 last week. Have you seen it? I have not. And it was perfectly enjoyable, although upon leaving the theater, some angry queen kept saying, that was pedestrian. Pedestrian. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Like, nobody is pleased by anything anymore, including us. Like, like, First of all, you know that this was Incredibles 2, (laughs) right? I just, that was probably my favorite. Where's the third act twist? Seriously. (laughs) Um, Pedestrian. That's why we can't see movies in LA, although that was completely me leaving Ocean's 8. So, me with Jurassic (laughs) World. That's what I mean. Like, that's why maybe it's a good thing that we can all find our a la carte happiness. Yes. And I enjoyed Incredibles. It was exactly what I expected, and they delivered a nice. And that's. That's a good fun thing. That's I'm glad. Yeah. Um, but what I enjoyed the most was there was a really sweet, you know, sh- how they often shorts. show shorts at the beginning. Um, and this one's called Bow. Um, and it's about a mother making a dumpling, which doesn't sound too engaging, but it was very touching and I really liked it. So if you don't want to go see Incredibles 2, maybe just find the short online and you'll enjoy it very much. Well, and I'm glad that they have gone back to doing it seems uh, original Pixar shorts and not a 30 minute frozen movie before Coco. I told you about that, right? When we saw Coco, there was a 30 minute frozen movie Why? before the movie. It's not like Coco's a short movie either. No. And it's 30 minutes. No. Before another movie. No. And it's just like a 30 minute version of frozen. No. And it ended and I was like, wait, we have to watch a movie now? That's so weird. They ended up pulling it like a week into its run because people were like, why did I just watch Frozen again before and seeing And can Coco? you imagine bringing a bunch of kids to an, a movie that's already like two hours long and then mm. having to watch a 30-minute Frozen bit before no. that? Did you hear, this is a side note, but did you hear that in Australia before a screening of Peter Rabbit, they accidentally screened the Hereditary trailer? And oh, my God. All the children lost their minds. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a whoopsie. That's a whoopsie daisy. That's a whoopsie daisy. Um, Well, my first wig, and it's a big one, goes to the cultural event that happened on Saturday afternoon of last weekend, Mm -hmm. which I forgot how long it's been since we recorded. But Beyonce and Jay-Z decided that they were going to grace us with an album. Mm -hmm. And because they're Beyonce and Jay-Z, 
They, they did. didn't feel the need to tell us anything. Nope. They didn't feel the need to address why they were doing it. Nope. They were just like, here. They somehow managed to shoot a music video at the Louvre and nobody knew. And, you know, I would even almost say they were thinking, hope you enjoy it, but they didn't. No, they, they were care. like, these are the nine songs we wanted to record. I guess you can hear it if you want to, but sure. if you don't, that's cool too. Yeah. Because that's what they do. Because they're perfection. There's no millions out of my pocket. And I have become obsessed with it. I um, I love the album as a whole. Um, I think it's a awesome statement about where they both are mm-hmm. post Lemonade and whatever. Thank you. Um, I love that it's like, it, every so often there'll be a line that I'm like, ooh, that's about Kanye or oop, that's about their relationship or like that's just about them being black and being mm-hmm. like so happy to be black. Um, and it's it just feels like a sort of culmination of those two massive cultural moments and they're doing it together. And yeah. I think there's something truly beautiful about that statement that like they went through hell and, and they came out stronger here. because of it. Yeah. And there are plenty of celebrities who have struggled with infidelity and they don't survive. The majority do not. Mm-hmm. And I love a story that can say, you know, that if this happens, it doesn't have to mean the, the end. end. Um, because it's a knee-jerk reaction just to say across the board that if this happens, we're over. Sure. And I think we have to address as a culture that these things do happen. And if you are a strong enough relationship to survive it, mm-hmm. then that's a beautiful thing. And this album, to me, reflects that in a lot of different ways. I want to talk about a couple songs that I really enjoy. 713, um, because Beyonce just is acting crazy on it. She's like screaming out throughout the whole thing. It's so amazing. <laughs> I just love hearing her like being... So, like, intense and awesome. Um, Heard About Us, which I really enjoy because I think the beat's great. And it starts as one thing, which, like, how much have you listened to it? I don't know if you've gotten I've listened to it once all the way through, but I haven't gone back and had, like, a proper re-listen. And it ne- it's one of those albums that is not yeah. a background. I mean, it's it's background once you've heard it and, like, sure. given it some time. But it needs a but listen. But it needs a listen. Um, and Heard About Us... The lyrics are, no need to ask, you heard about us, already know you heard, you know about us, watch your mouth when you around us. And I think that three line combo is so interesting is like, you don't need, like, I'm never going to do an interview about why everything Mm -hmm. happened or the elevator. I put out Lemonade, he put out 444, we put out our thoughts in our music. And by the way, their music is very transparent. The shit that they say in this album is like, this is how we feel. So you don't need to ask. We are telling you what it is right here. Mm -hmm. And then we already know that you know about us. To me, is like, we already know what you think you know. Right. And we're good with it. Yeah. Um, We've made this narrative completely. Here's what, though. Watch your mouth when you are around us. And it's fine because you're never going to be around us. But just, I feel like that's a, an assessment almost to like the Kanye's of the yes. world. The people that were close and decided they wanted to bring their laundry out into the mm-hmm. public eye was like, no, no, you're not going to do that or you're going to fall by the wayside. Right. And the other great thing about it is that this is a statement that she's being very declarative about. And then it gets bouncy and vacation and they talk about going to like Aruba together, which okay. is just like, okay, we're going to sure. twist it right now. Love Happy, um, which... This is, again, a lyrical, like, this is all Beyonce. Can we pause one second yeah. and go back to the previous song? Do you think that they're talking about Tiffany Haddish in any way? Oh, they could be. But Tiffany, I think they have addressed it. I feel like I've heard that they've talked about it. Okay. And Beyonce has said, like, and this is all, like, through the read, so I don't know, like, how. I, right. <laughs> like, but that, like, uh, Beyonce was like, you need to be 
very careful with what mm-hmm. you say in the future. But Tiffany has since come out and just outright said that it is, like she said it was um, Sanal uh, Lathan. Um, so maybe Tiffany's like, well, I lost one friend, but I'm still the cool shit on earth. Did you see any of the movie awards? No. I watched the first like 15, 20 minutes of it and it's still a movie, MTV movie award special. Right. But her energy is just undeniably so attractive and yeah. awesome. And her, I just... It's so pure. It's mm-hmm. so like, she's just happy to be out there. She's wearing the same dress. She wears that dress everywhere. The Alexander McQueen. I'm like, I love just, it so much. And like, she just is embodying. And I wonder how long it can last. And I really think that yeah, it will. I, hope that I don't want to be cynical about it, but it's hard to imagine it sustains, but it's so vibrant and wonderful yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, I hope that she doesn't burn out. So love happy. She says in this one, she says, this is addressed to Hove. You did some things to me. Boy, you do some things to me. Oh. But love is deeper than your pain, and I believe you can change. Baby, the ups and downs are worth it. Long way to go, but we'll work it. We're flawed, but we're still perfect for each other. I love that one. Sometimes I thought we'd never see the light. Went through hell with heaven on our side. This beach ain't always been no paradise, but nightmares only last one night. Wow. That is like, that is catharsis. That is like, I am, we worked it out. And there are people out there who have not been able to. But I love that they seem to have, and granted, this could be a narrative. Who knows? Sure. We don't know them. They're not going to let us in, ever. I would love to be their therapist. Oh my God. (laughs) Would you? Yeah. I'd be like too obsessed. I wouldn't be helpful. I'd be like... Tell me more. It's but that that little sequence makes me feel things for them. But my favorite song on the album goes to Friends, mm-hmm. which it's all about the beat in the song, and it's such an interesting like it's a downbeat kind of song. When you hear it, it's like dun 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 dun, dun and mm-hmm. it never really like comes up. But the message behind it is like you pull me up, you pull me up, you never let me down. She's like, I feel like she's talking to her friends in that moment that like she goes back to a somewhat sad time in her memory Mm -hmm. of when she was going through this and the friends were the ones that were there for her. That's so sweet. And it really feels like, and then he comes in and talks to some of his friends too. And he has this one line about how like, uh, like essentially to Kanye, I, I know I didn't come to your fucking wedding. I had to deal with some shit at home and fuck off. Like if you have a problem with that, then you're not a real friend. Wow. And then the very last, like, I don't know if it's in this song or not, but one of my favorite shady moments is that, um, B has a line where she says, Hove and Beezus watch the throne, which watch the throne is the Kanye album that he had. So she's like the new one. Yeah. The throne is back to oh, ours. That album was man. cute when you did that, but it's Hove and Beezus, not Hove and uh, Yeezus anymore. Bye. And I feel like she like, that was one of those things that like when all this shit happened in the last week, she's like, I got one more thing to say actually before we lock this <laughs> album up. Wait, 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 wait. We're taking back Wash the Throne. That's <laughs> ours. And so it's a it's not for everybody, but I've said that before on this podcast. If you are a Beyonce stan, you will find plenty in this that mm-hmm. will give you life. It is an awesome album. It's not going to be, you know, Grammy winning, I don't think, by any means, but it wasn't meant to be. Why is she still talking? It was meant to be a final summation on what they've been through, and to that end, it succeeds. Perfect. I need to listen to it again. Um, Another cultural moment happened this past weekend, and that is Hannah Gadsby's Netflix special drama. So I... 
completely you you didn't watch Please Like Me, right? No. So Hannah Gatsby is an Australian comedian. I had not seen any of her specials prior to this. Um, but I had seen her on, um, the show, please like me. She played a, um, friend to the main character's mother and she was brilliant in that. Um, but Donnie sent me the trailer to this special that dropped on Netflix. It's called Nanette. And he said, I think that you would like this. And I watched the trailer and I got teary eyed watching the trailer. And so on Sunday night, I think it's Saturday, Sunday night. Josh and I decided to watch it just thinking, oh, it'll be good, I'm sure. I'm never one to love a stand-up special usually. You know, usually it's like, oh, yeah, that was funny. That was enjoyable. There were some really great bits in there, whatever. This changed my fucking life. Um, I don't want to give anything away because just two things. You have to watch it in one sitting. Yes. And... It's going to change your life. And have Kleenex nearby. Yes. Which seems crazy for a stand-up stand special, but it's... There's nothing else worth saying, truly, because like yeah. you do not know where it's going to go. No. And it goes to such incredible places. And it's written in such a beautiful way that is so thoughtful and everything is in it for a reason. There's nothing that's just a throwaway. Everything is there, placed in such a way, set in such a way. It's beautiful. Um, after it, Josh and I sat in silence for probably five minutes, and then he just goes, I have to go get fresh air. And he walked outside and sat on the balcony. Because it's just like... Well, I would be interested to hear what a heterosexual male takes of it without yeah. saying too much, because it's... It, gets, it goes to some it places where we are right now. Yeah. And I would imagine that's not easy to hear. But but she, I love, she just did such a great job with taking the piss out of things and then also just being like, oh, see, see that? Yes. You know? Totally. Um, that was a very good impression. So anyway, I cannot recommend it highly enough. And I don't know what I'm going to do now because she has ruined there, comedy. There's nothing, yeah. there's nowhere else to go. There's Although nothing left she to has do. heard me hear teacups in a brand new way. I'll say that. Seriously. Yeah. I loved it. And Lindsay was the one who recommended it to me. She texted me and uh, she just told me, stop what you're doing and go watch this right now, which I pretty much did. And it was incredible. It's so good. Um, I want to throw some love out there for something I have not seen yet, but I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. uh, Sharp Objects premieres Sunday, July 8th oh, on HBO exciting. with Amy Adams, and it is my new obsession that I haven't seen yet. Um, it's getting great reviews. It has been It's directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, who is the uh, director behind Big Little Lies, based on a novel by Gillian Flynn mm -hmm. of Gone Girl, and it just seems like that hopefully summer uh, gothic Juicy, fun. I, I think it might be a little bit. I want it to be a little more frivolous, just because everything I see in pop culture has to has to have a little bit of that, right? Um, but even if it doesn't, I'm really just excited to see whatever Amy Adams is doing on HBO with these this many talented people. Absolutely. Um, and that will start up a week from Sunday. So set your DVRs or stream as you wish. Um, I'm. After Westworld, I'm like, all right, HBO, you you need to woo me back. Um, <laughs> the image of you being like, mm. 
Okay. I know. <laughs> you have some work to do, HBO. And, here, and here's HBO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's mad. <laughs> um, I will say I started watching Succession. Oh, yeah. How's that? It's decent. Yeah. It's not like, you know, knock my balls up my ass, but... Okay, so that is something we have to talk about, too, because apparently... I brought it up this weekend with Carrie. And uh-huh. She says it was knock my dick up my ass. Oh. Well, I, I may have said that, you, too. You said knock your dick. But she was very also blushed by you using the C word as aggressively as you did. Oh. Cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Feedback. I'm just, I like to share feedback. Yeah. And I like to say cunt. Yeah. Sure do. <laughs> Hi, Carrie. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry if I made you happy blush. Happy belated birthday, yes, Carrie. Yes, happy belated birthday. Uh, so I only have one more wig to flip. I do too. Perfect. Um, so like I said, I slept like garbage last night, but... Um, It was kind of a blessing in disguise because if I hadn't, I may have, I may, I may have missed the story of the century. I'm going to cry because I love it so much. I'm just going to read the headline to you. Oh my God. I love it. Gay swans in Austria attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. Stop it. A colorful plastic cup. Wait. Do you understand that that story <laughs> took more twists than Ocean's 8 did? <laughs> <laughs> Will you say it one more time, please? Gay swans in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Gay swans in Austria attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. A colorful plastic cup. They tried to drown people. Yes. They had to be forcibly removed and sent to like an animal sanctuary. Did they bring the cup? That is unclear. I am not okay with this if they did not bring that cup. It is unclear. Oh my God. I want to cry right now at the idea that that cup was not brought with them to the sanctuary. We're going to operate under the understanding that the cup went with them. This is how humans are so fucking awful. They they, they were going to be hunted. Who? The swans? The swans. By who? By the humans they were trying to drown. What do you mean they were going to be hunted? There was a there was potentially um going to be like they were going to be shot and killed because Why? because they were attacking people. Well, people to leave their them. fucking cups alone. That's what I'm saying. Like all they wanted to do is take care of that goddamn I know, cup. I what know, were the humans doing when near the cup? Listen, no, we're I'm on the same <laughs> team here. I love the swans too. I hope their baby cup came with them. I pray to God every night that their cup <laughs> came with them, but it's unclear. We're not sure. I'm but maybe there's up. another cup. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes there isn't another cup. There How might dare be. you? Have you ever been a gay swan? <laughs> you of course would take the human side in this. Listen, I'm not on the human side. I'm always on the swan side, but I just don't know. Could and I'm hoping me. that they can recover <laughs> if their cup did not make it to the oh sanctuary. My God, this is like fl- this is more flustered than <laughs> Sarah Huckabee. This is what I texted you oh about. Oh my God, you did? You texted me about this? I said I can't wait to talk about. Oh, this, story. this is it. Okay. All right. So, are there any other details to the? Basically, if anybody were to get even remotely close, it's two. It was two male birds. It wasn't a lesbian couple. Um, and if anybody would get even close to their nest, they would like aggressively attack them. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, it's good they for love them. that cup. Oh, so isn't it? The, I want to. I want Austria, no less. I know. Of course. Oh, 
God, I want to just move to Austria and be surrounded by gay swans and colorful cups. I would cups. be out there with like a gun protecting them Seriously. And, their and their cup. Oh, they love that cup. They love that cup. And I love that the detail is it's a colorful cup. <laughs> a colorful cup. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, let me just read it one more time. Yeah, no, read it one more time. Gay swans in Austria attacked, <laughs> attacked humans to protect their adopted baby. A colorful plastic cup. It's too good. Oh, it's too good. Um, my last wig is going out to a podcast, which I now... Oh, there it is. Okay. Couldn't remember the name of it. Uh, I started listening to today, and I've already listened to two episodes because it's great and different and sort of like one of those ones that feels almost like Mystery Show. Did mm-hmm. you ever listen to Mystery Show? No. I don't know if it's still available, but it's worth going back and revisiting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hosted by... Um, something star. She's an NPR person. Hey, Kaylee, Kylie star. Oh, you yeah. Know what I'm talking about, and she's got the kind of like yeah, uh, interesting what? Not voice. Kylie. It's like, um, I can't remember. But you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, Lindy. No, Clandy. Clandy star. Clam, clam, clam girl. <laughs> There's a hundred people right now saying it. Yeah, it's Starly Kind. Starly Kind. Yes! <laughs> Clandy star. <laughs> Um, She did a show called Mystery Show that they only did six episodes of, but it was her helping people solve mysteries about their, like, childhood where, like, somebody has a... um, Oh, yeah. I I remember remember the... The Britney Spears picture and all that. Like, there's some really, really great content. If you're looking for a new podcast that you haven't heard, Mystery Show is great. But this is a new one called Personal Best. It's produced in Canada because everything in Canada is great and we're going to have to live there in, in a year or so. Um, but it's a little bit like Nathan for you without being nearly as uncomfortable. Okay. Where someone will come in with a personal struggle in their life. The first two episodes, one of them is, it sounds like, it doesn't sound like a personal struggle, but he's always wanted to have balloons drop from him from above. He's like, I've always seen these things on like where people just drop balloons and I've seen it and always been like, oh my God, I want to be there. And they end up unpacking it in a way where you find out it's a deeper psychological thing. And then, and I don't want to say what it is because it's worth just hearing. And then the second episode, I really connected to because it's a woman who hits snooze every single morning and oversleeps by like two hours. But she's a functioning human being and cannot understand her psychological struggle with snoozing. So they're like, they sound like little sort of fluffy little entries, right. but by the time they start digging into it, and they are not licensed psychological psychological professionals, and they will admit to that, and their process is sometimes where it gets Nathan mm-hmm. for you, like they try to do more like aversion therapy and weird things, but from the two episodes I've heard, it always nets out in a really like, maybe the problem isn't solved, but we've gone on a journey. Okay. And the journey is always really entertaining, and the two hosts are very entertaining, and they're Canadian, they say a boot, so oh. it's like, it's a joy. A- um, and so you should you guys check it out. Personal best, okay, on iTunes wherever you find your podcasts, like Wigs and Wise. Ever heard of it? Um, and uh, you know, I don't know if you heard this before, but if you wanted to rate and review our podcast, have you heard of that? It's something that means a hell of a lot. It to sure us. does help us. Um, so just pop on over to iTunes or Stitcher. Stitcher, sure, we're on that too. Yeah. Um, rate, review, say they. You like Paul's voice and mine is grating, but you still like the podcast. <laughs> There's no way that that's a truth. Say that, sure, they don't wear wigs and they don't drink Weiss, but you know what? They're lovely people and they introduce me to these gay swans and also talk <sighs> about Beyonce passionately. Say how you feel, live your best life, but do it 
by rating and reviewing us. It would mean a lot. You could, it would. You, you could also comment uh, to our uh, email, which is wigsandwise at gmail.com, or our Instagram, which Wigs. is also wigsandwise, or our Twitter, which is also wigs and Weiss. So we also simple. have a Facebook, but I was in charge of that. And <laughs> since gone to the wayside. <laughs> We're going to get back to it. Um, we sure will. But thank you so much for listening as always. Team Aquaria. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. We'll be back soon. Bye, Wigs. Bye, Wigs. <laughs>